You, you are, are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the Syndicated Worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website. We're up in the mix to bring you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a mixture of old and new school music from the black diaspora, hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, rock, etc., etc., as well as news, commentary, and interviews. On the mix and commentary end, you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro, John Judah. What's going on there, Judah? Yes, indeedy. We are wide world. It's the beautiful one back in... Back in effect, of course, John Judah, a.k.a. Dark Matter, a.k.a. Joey Kundalini, a.k.a. I know you're glad to see me. Yes, indeedy. Peace and love to the whole wheel wide world. Of course, of course, big up to Asia on the check-in. Big up to Asia, big up to, of course, everybody. Big up to the West Coast, of course. And, of course, um, just everybody, we love you and for, for, for checking and, and wanting to check in with this. And, of course, North NJ. Newark, New Jersey, of course. Big up. Um, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? On the check. I appreciate that. Of course, NY. You know, Philly, of course. But, uh, yeah, DC, of course, on the check-in. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? Of course, all the, all, everywhere in the South. And, of course, the whole planet. Back at it. Fusion and Dark Matter. What's the deal? Doing alright, doing alright. Glad as always to have another week to rock this radio show. We appreciate all of our wonderful listeners and of course all of our wonderful broadcast partners that get us out to different people all over the world. Definitely check out our updated list of those folks over at our official blog site, blackradioisback.com. You can click up top at one of our buttons where it talks about Fusebox Radio Affiliates. And you can go and besides our show, support all the other great written and audio content via all of those um, radio stations and various websites. We deeply appreciate them, our FM peoples, to our internet radio peoples, podcast directories, and music websites, of course, of course. You can go and check out the Fusebox Radio Broadcast Vibe at any time at our official website as well, which is FuseboxRadioOnline.com, so F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com as one word. And um, a few updates have been done on there, so definitely check that good business out. And if you just want to go directly to the Fusebox Radio on your social network of choice, um, the vast majority of them were under Fusebox Radio, so twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, buymeo.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. And if you're a fan of the Facebook like page situation in regards to following people, we do have one of those. You can go to Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, as in one word, so F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O Show, and um, you'll get the weekly radio show on there, and I'm going to start updating that with other various things and doodads going on. AfroRadio.co, the launch will be coming by around the end of this year, so we'll definitely keep you more updated in that regard. Shout out to all the people who've been helping out with um, that Fusebox Radio project thus far. And the Fusebox Radio fam is going to be all over the place in the fall. We've been kind of, besides a little bit of travel in the summer, kind of sequestered to our various areas for personal and other reasons. 
But um, I know I myself will be in the New York area for about a week in October for New York Comic Con and other good stuff. So we'll announce more details as that goes by. But if folks want to build, hang, all that type of stuff, I will definitely let you know what is good and um, what is cracking and stuff like that. Shout out to our folks over at Oh Hell No Blog and Planet Ill for the Fuse Box Radio written in um, contribution to both wonderful sites. OhHellNallBlog.com with the New Music Tuesdays as part of the music staff reviewing independent and mainstream music albums from all different types of genres. And PlanetIll.com with the Indecent Exposure article series giving props to independent music artists from all over the globe from all of their own various um, music genres. Um, the archives are on both sites, so definitely check that out. And um, as I always say, all the other great content um, from the folks who go forth and are down and support us. And I think on the relatively rambling promo end, that's about it at this juncture. So um, we can get right into some quick commentary bits before we get into our various music mixes as well as the Black Agenda Report um, commentary section. Shout out to Glenn Ford and all of them. The Black University hey. Radio's Network Direct Effects segment. Shout out to Lamar Blackman. And hey, hi. Hi. Media Democracy Organization Free Press with their Media Minute segment. So, yeah, hey. pretty jumping show. And um, we could be having interviews and a whole bunch of other stuff coming up uh, more deeply yep. into the fall season. Um, as we've talked about for the past few weeks, it's been kind of hectic on both me and Judah's end on a business yep. and a yep. personal level. But uh, we got a lot that's going to be popping off soon. And we dearly appreciate all the people who listen by regardless of what way they um, get it through. Um, if you miss the show, whether it's through your particular radio outlet or website outlet, we are available via podcast. So whether it's through iTunes, Zoom, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Flycast, um, so forth and so on, or just your music RSS feed, you can always grab up the um, weekly podcast of the three-hour block of Foodbox Radio broadcast goodness and all of that stuff and um, for all the people who do um, check out the show via that way we deeply appreciate it you're part of the movement that has um, has it on literally every single continent but Antarctica right now with downloads and um, I know we've got a lot more family listening to the radio show around Asia and parts of um, Eastern Europe so props to you know, all of them folks and just everybody in general that means you're taking out time on you're taking out your own time to download the show and consistently have us in our top rankings through our host at Podomatic and um, just in general. And so we deeply appreciate all of y'all. And if you're on the web and you're like, hey, I can't get through a music RSS feed, you can go to fuseboxradio.podomatic.com and you can just directly download the MP3 of the show into whatever device of your choice or just listen to it on the computer straight ahead from that site. And yes, y'all, some amazing sounds. These diffusers rolling you down. Yep, 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 indeedy there, Judah. Um, so yeah, let's get into a little bit of commentary and stuff and then get right into the music. Um, first and foremost, on a serious note, here in the United States um, this past weekend was the 10-year anniversary of the events of 9-11. And um, it feels strange since for me, it you know how some people say th- it feels like yesterday when something happened and went down? It, it kind of feels that way. Like time has flown a lot. And I know definitely for me, a lot of things have changed in my life. 
from 2001 to 2011. But a lot of memories from that day are very distinct that I was living in the um, New Jersey area at the time. Right. And um, I think the main thing that people need to look at this situation is regardless of your politics or um, religious background or economic background or whatever have you, a lot of innocent people died during the events of 9-11 in the New York City metro area, in the D.C. metro area, and in the rural Pennsylvania area, as well as in the various wars um, that have been happening since then. And I think all of those people um, should be in people's thoughts and prayers, yet at the same time, we are not supposed to just, you know, cow down to anybody who acts insane, whether it's somebody in our own political offices here in the U.S. or beyond. Like, you know, we aren't supposed to be afraid of some mysterious boogeyman and have that take away people's freedom of speech, thought, or religion. You know, every every Muslim is not a terrorist. Everybody who says they want to protect you from a terrorist aren't necessarily the kindest people. And all of that stuff. If anything, the events of 9-11 should let you know that you need to fight for your freedoms just to be a human being. Much less anything else for, you know, again, we're representing the United States as black Americans. Our place within... Um, the, U- the United States, like a Patriot Act should hope, you know, I, fingers crossed, should, should not become a permanent thing in the United States because of the actions of a group of crazy people and maybe some people back in the day not doing what they should have done in regard to due diligence with the events um, that happened. Um, a lot of people I know skirted what could have been a very bad situation that day. Since um, a lot of people I knew back in the days to go into New York City via the path, and the path train at the time stopped at the, at the towers. Uh-huh. And um, it was literally like a few degrees of certain things happening, which had a lot of people not go, including myself that particular day. And even um, when the events happened, I was able to reach my parents in the D.C. metro area until late that night. One of my relatives, um, they happened to not be at a... Um, Air Force Base at the time in the D.C. metro area, so that saved they lives. And um, just just a whole bunch of other various things. I remember the hospitals around the way when I lived around um, the Rutgers University campus were um, taking blood, people just calling, trying to find out what was going on with various people, all that type of stuff. And um, while one remembers the fear, again, you know, you can't live in fear forever. No doubt. You know, you can't be worried about stuff forever. You can't let other people use that fear to control you and like I said I'm talking about people from your home base to overseas so you know God bless everybody who is um, still dealing with the consequences of um, 9-11 whether you lost a family member whether you know you were a first responder which a lot of those guys aren't getting deserved credit anymore for what they did to help save various people's lives during um, that time frame and might be going through health risks themselves at the moment and um, like I said, all the innocent people who have died in the various wars afterwards, whether you feel they are justified or not in Iraq, Afghanistan, um, various maneuvers in um, Pakistan, etc., etc. So um, that, that's the main words I have on um, the 9-11 situation and just looking back at the um, 10th anniversary of that. We all got to um, be strong, you know, keep our spirituality intact and um, go above and beyond to appreciate life. Well, one thing is for sure, I was living in New York 
when it went down and I was um, in Harlem at the time and I remember um, I worked in like Midtown Manhattan and I remember that they wasn't letting jokers go past a certain point uh, you know like uh, past 30 32nd Street I believe so it was it was it was a unique I find I, it's just layered there's like a lot of different stories that obviously that I probably say as the years go by because there'll be other anniversaries but um no nah, but uh one thing that I can say for sure is that I knew I wasn't gonna die. N nobody in my house was gonna die that day. I knew that. You know, I didn't know, you know, how long it was gonna be, but it just didn't have that type of energy. It didn't have that type of resonance or vibration. So, you know, because at the end of the day, things can just be going crazy. And if that, if, 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 if that, if, if that spirit is within you, that proper energy, the vibration, it don't really matter what's going on it's, especially if you and your circle have that you know what I'm saying and that only really comes from individuals you know trying to reach their higher self and uh, higher selves meaning they're not necessarily concerned about with what you see or what you can necessarily touch as being predominant you know um, to avoid danger or sickness or ill health alright no doubt, no doubt. So, you know, I definitely wanted to start that off on the proper and appropriate note. And um, just tag on a few stories that caught my interest before moving on. Um, actually, this other story kind of ties into what I was talking about. And this is, a, I'm just going to touch very briefly on this because there's a lot of articles out about this situation right now. Uh, we talk about that you're not supposed to live in fear or necessarily have stereotypes run and rule your life, you know, post 9-11. Unfortunately, the um, Federal Bureau of Investigation here at the FBI doesn't appear to think so. Information leaked this past week that there are people who are teaching agents that mainstream Muslims have violent and radical tendencies. And I don't know how the hell that's going to help out anybody. No doubt. At large. You know, painting... A, I'm the type I don't like painting a big broad brush over everybody. And I think regardless of whatever political side of where you're on, the people who did those actions were extremists. In the worst kind of way. They weren't believing in any kind of real peace or spirituality which most of the major religions talk about or whatever and when you have people who've been living in this country for years under their own various religions they're not doing anything negative to lump them in that group of negativity especially when we're talking about one the religions where a lot of people of people of color follow things get tricky and funny so i'm glad that information leaked out about this training and how some of these people have been putting these weird documents in within the fbi's training like they got a lot of people who are really on their case right now um, I know Wired Magazine, Huffington Post, a whole bunch of people have more detailed articles on this, but, you know, it goes to show that some people like leaning on that crutch of fear to push weird vibes in action, and that's not cool at all. That helps out nobody at the end of the, end of the day. Um, let me see here. What else we got going on? What else we got going on? Um, another big issue that's been going on, and I know we've mentioned this throughout the years on the radio show, 
and um, it's kind of a very urgent situation right now. It's a case of Troy Davis, where he is set to be executed in Georgia on September 21st for a crime that, from all the recent evidence that has been coming out, he did not commit. Um, black man who was um, convicted on the basis of witness testimony where seven of the nine original witnesses have recanted or changed their testimony. And he keeps getting his execution date pushed back. We even have like past prosecutors that were talking about this this case was wrong. And um, it didn't happen. He has a clemency hearing on the 19th, which is going to be right around the corner by the time the podcast or the radio show post up and everything else. Um, definitely do some research. Folks like Amnesty International, um, NAACP, and a lot of other people have been putting out petitions for there to be a stay of execution to actually give people the chance to have another real trial. And when you do some research on this case, it's it's a mess. It's unfortunately something that has happened a lot within the United States. Um, I myself personally, just speaking for myself, am not against the death penalty when crimes have been committed to that extreme. But you need to prove a lot before you put somebody to death. And when there's a lot that's coming out where we are in a society where it's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty or, you know, beyond, or you had to find guilt beyond reasonable doubt, there's a lot of doubt in this case. So, um, definitely check out this information and, um, educate yourself. I I hope we can have good news by the next week's show, but, you know, time will tell and we'll see, but I just wanted to mention that particular case. I remember my brother told me, like, 15 years ago, that the death penalty, as long as more black people, uh, as long as black people whose head is nappy and their skin is dark are getting more executed than people who don't look like that, then there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? And there are other people who don't look like that who are doing, uh, we're not the biggest number in this country, who are doing more crimes and more often. You see what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Uh, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm leery about any justice system that doesn't want to balance out, to have a check and balances over certain things. That's one situation where checks and balances have not really been good. Because you can't go back on a death penalty and be like, oops, my fault. If somebody was innocent, you know. Not saying that you know you want somebody to be in jail for mad years either. You want to have stuff go right in the first place. But we know human beings have their own fallacies. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the case of Mr. Davis. Um, I hope the best for that case. And I hope um, oh. for our family, friends, and others who've been battling for him that um, proper justice will be done. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, let me see here. Um, another situation that's going on that is very unfortunate here in the United States. Um, numbers have just come out that the poverty rates have reached a new high in the United States of America. Not surprising. Not surprising at all, unfortunately. Um, from the past few years of observances I've made and even a portion of my own particular life experience within um, the past few years. Um, According to um, recent data that came out via the U.S. Census Bureau, the poverty line, um, excuse me, the share of Americans below the poverty line rose to 15.1% in 2010, which was the highest rate since 1983. In hard numbers, that was over 4.62 million people in the United States who are living in poverty, or nearly one in six people. That's a wild um, number right there and just to put it in perspective in terms of even more hard numbers 
the United States government defined the poverty level as income under $11,000 approximately for one person and $22,000 approximately for a family of four. And the single most biggest factor in the poverty increase here in the states is the rising number of people who have not been able to find employment. Now, I look at things like this. I don't necessarily have to agree with one political party or the other, but it's it's known at, at this moment that people need to have jobs and stuff to do, not just for the sake of having money in their pocket, but to be productive and not maybe not get into trouble or any other kinds of nonsense. Now, whether you call yourself Democrat, Republican, or Independent, for these guys in Congress to just be trying to block everything and not try to compromise to make things better as a whole for everyone has to make you wonder where people stand. You know, are, are, are you really standing for the American people? Are you standing for whoever, you know, lining your corporate pockets? Or you just care about yourself? Like, as long as I got my gig, you know, everybody can, can roll over and die, which is insanity. Which is how I think most, I think how a lot of people feel. That actually is a kind of a good transition as well. I'm gonna be very brief on this. I know I talked about um, the Republican, the one, the one of the Republican debates last week. Something that killed me because I watched part of um, the other Republican presidential debates um, earlier this week is that they had a question and answer segment where they had people in the audience asking questions. They had a thing about people who were uninsured. And, um, you know, they were trying to be like, well, this should be a state's thing, not a federal government thing. Pretty much people trying to be like more on the anti-Medicare, Medicaid, etc. And one of the people who was up there was like, yo, what, what are you talking about? You saying that somebody who's uninsured should die? And a part of the audience cheered when that question was answered. That was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. And what kills me is half of these cats we are talking about, um, you know, no no diss towards real Christians or real spiritual people. But half of these cats would be like, man, I'm Christian. I never heard, I'm not a biblical, I never heard Jesus talking about you just need to roll over and die because you ain't got no money. Or, or you ain't getting no help. That's barbaric. And I truly think that's unpatriotic and anti-American. And whoever thinks that type of nonsense either has not gone through the experience of having to struggle for such things. Or they've forgotten, or they just don't have a certain bit of humanity that they direly need. Now, I can't, I can't vote for somebody who's like that. I'm sorry. Well, I think those that also briefly goes to show you, you know, like how religion can be used as a front when, and, or, or there's cold words to say. It's like certain altercations, confrontations. A lot of times, don't what people say happen or why, and a lot of times the reason why that happens all set up the webs and other things where words are said but in actuality you know they know a lot of poor people and a lot of people of color are going to get killed if that was to happen and you know that benefits certain people unfortunately very much so and you know the thing that got me was it wasn't even necessarily to pull the politicians up up there who said them trust me they said some wild stuff and people can find videos of um, the debates or whatever online um, in fuller and snippets if they choose but just to have audience people just be there like woo it's like wow you know? <laughs> I don't know besides the fact there's this one cat who I had to mention this because I thought this was like a little on the retarded side too um well 
not the best choice of words, but just ridiculous side. Um, one of the um, guys on the debates, a guy by the name of Rick Santorum, was had they were talking about immigration and other type of things. He made a slick comment talking about America's a melting pot, not a tossed salad. And it's like, well, what exactly are you supposed to melt into for one? Like, it's supposed to be, what, a nice creamy vanilla? Because, you know, you're, you're one of those type of um, people of Caucasian descent, per se. Or what you agreed to. Like, in other words, you don't care about the diversity of this country, which makes this country a place where people want to go in the first place. And not just diversity of ethnicity, but a diversity of ideas, backgrounds, or stuff like that. You know, you want the people to assimilate on some Skynet Terminator-ish. That's kind of ridiculous. No doubt. And, you know, most of the time, like, immigration is a thorny issue. I'm not even going to go there too deep right now. But I think a lot of time when people talk about immigration, they're not talking about people immigrating from Europe. They're talking about people who are brown. No doubt. Or of color. So when people make comments like that, it's like, it's not saying that we I don't want somebody who doesn't necessarily look like me coming in. I don't like these funny looking color folks who might speak a different language. And or might throw off my balance in terms of what my field, my perceived superiority is in my is in my own mind. So as far as I'm concerned, that dude could get two middle fingers. Um, the columnist Dan Savage, um, his audience about a few years ago um, came up with a crazy term for Santorum. All I'm going to say is search on your search engine of choice for Santorum, because I can't say what it is because it's where FCC clean regulated show. But some people may feel this way about dude after they see that definition. That's all I'm going to say. It's a it's a very vulgar slang term, but it's funny, in my opinion. It's it's mad funny. I can't even describe it in a clean way. But dude was acting exactly like that slang term during um, the past two debates. So two middle fingers from me, but that's about it. But anyway, um, let me see here. One or two more on the light sided um part of stories. Cause I know we just delved into a bunch of serious stuff. And then um, it's time to get into the mix. Oh, and um, one last quick note that I want to gotta get the last serious bit of stuff out. Um, R.I.P. to um, Francis DJ Medi. He's a French DJ and a producer. He's done a lot of great remixes for people, as well as had a few um, great tunes on the Electro House and uh, one of which signature I think a lot of people are familiar with um, as of late. He died at the age of 34, very young in an accident. So definitely um, condolences and prayers to his family, friends, and um, others. You know, we've been losing a lot of people in different parts of the music scene in the past few years. I definitely want to give him um, big ups and stuff like that. I know particularly for our people in France, the hip-hop and electro scenes there around the late 90s um, really heard a lot of his touch, and we just got more familiar with his stuff in the States as of late through um, groups like Chromio, um, cats like Drake in Canada, and um, things of that nature. So, rest in peace to you, bro. Um, another good DJ will be missed in, um, all over the world. So, And um, one story that's kind of crazy that I checked out literally a few days ago. Um, there is a story where this 20-year-old Brazilian guy got caught um, with cocaine. Not necessarily anything new, right? People smuggle stuff in every day or whatever. They don't smuggle about a kilo of cocaine 
um, and have it all up in your intestines, though. This happened um, to this particular um, young man. Um, actually, an Irish guy who was on vacation going through Brazil. They did the scan on them and they found what are the, the little pellets. He swallowed over a kilo worth of pellets of cocaine in his system. They had to literally tear into his intestines to get that out. 72 bags. All I can say is I hope that dude got paid because he's going to get jail time and was probably very uncomfortable because that could have ended up the wrong way quickly. So, you know, people do them, whatever, but that was stupid. That was dumb on numerous levels. And on the web, they actually have the x-rays. Uh, what was that, homeboy? It literally looked like big beans all up in his stomach and intestines. It, it's, it looks crazy. It looks like, like a little alien drop in that piece. Like the x-ray got on in there. Like, um, well, cat scan, I should say. Like they cat scan um, the side of his belly or whatever. All you see is like these little, like, look like them big, like ultra huge, like vitamin pills. All up in the system. And we're talking about cocaine, so if like that digestive system ate through it, that would have been it's a death for that dude, so I don't know what to say. I do not know what to say, but that it, it's a crazy image if people want to look that up on the web and just crazy story in general. And then lastly, something a little bit more on the upswings. I know we've been talking for a while, and I'm really eager to get into um, some music and tunes. Um, pretty cool um, factoid that um, popped up. Um, people have been going through Beatles documents and memorabilia for quite some time. And um, one thing that was found recently was an old contract for a band's 1965 concert at um, a location called Cow Palace in Daly City, California where one of the things that was on their contract and demand that was made was that they refused to play for a segregated audience. They wanted to have equality at their show. Now, we're talking about still the relatively earlier period of the civil rights era. And these guys were making that kind of demand. Where it was like, nah, you know, we know we're big, we know we're making money, but I will not be down for that. I thought that was kind of a pretty awesome thing that came up throughout that thing. Because you had a lot of people who, who, who didn't do that who were black or white. And we're talking about at that time, one of the, pretty much one of the biggest acts around. Because we're talking like a few years before they had their breakup and, you know, everybody went solo. And um, things of that sort, but they do actually have the real document that um, talks about that. Where they were like, you know, their demands were pretty modest, but they were like, that was one that they straight up said that it was not going to go down. Like, if they did not, if they had a segregated audience, they were not going to perform. So, you know, for people who already like their music, that's what's up. For people who don't, it, it's kind of cool to see that people were more than just singing about peace and getting together and all that they they were about it in their own in their own various ways well john lennon was the board when that took place and Indeed. not to say that everybody else wasn't about that also but the little bit that i had learned about john lennon uh, i'm not surprised that that took place while he was aboard and that um it, it, it would it would take somebody like john to like for, for, for that really to go down but not God bless them all for that nah no doubt no doubt 
And um, yeah, I just thought it was pretty cool. Cause we're talking about, like I said, the group was at the height of their fame at that time, as the original Fab Four. So, you know, they could have been like, I'm just gonna make my money and bounce back to the UK. But they took a bit of that idealism and put it in a concrete form. So, you know, cool luck on that. End. And lastly, real, real, real cool, late shout out, because we never talked about this on the um, radio show. And I'm sure the movie's gonna be out on DVD pretty soon. Shouts out to the folks who made Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That is a dope movie. Very, very cool allegory type of movie. Even if you know that's like the old school movies, you'll like this one, I think. There's definitely some science involved with the Planet of the Apes movie. The original ones that came out in the late 60s, early 70s. And I advise everybody to get those. Um, of course, they don't have the graphics as, as like the new ones. But uh, this new one, though, you know, is, is, is the first one and this new one is definitely worth seeing. There's a lot of esoteric and metaphysical or just old school science involved in that. And I'm not going to get into that. But that, that that movie is beyond a story. That movie is, is actually a retelling of an older story, which a lot of things does. Like partially Frankenstein. It's like Frankenstein in the sense that they created a, they created a being. You know what I'm saying? Or, or they were creating something that didn't have a soul. But there's a lot of science going on. I'm not going to get into that. But now it's definitely worth seeing. And also, what I want to give a shout out was to bigger, give a big up to Tommy Davidson from A Living Color. That no show doubt. that was on from the 90s. Uh, we went to go see a, a, a comedy show in D.C. Um, the D.C. Improv. And he was performing there. The brother had a little bit of praise, but it was very sharp and on point. And, um... You know, I, I like going to shows like that because if I laugh, if I laugh at what I'm the type of person that will die this way, will, will, excuse me, I will pass on this way, is that I like to see, am I laughing at what everybody else is laughing at? And I say, okay, I still got it. I, I can kind of laugh at other things that other people ain't laughing at. And um, when it was real. And so that's cool. But Tommy Davidson was putting it down, though. Yeah, big up. Nah, no doubt. Um, that was definitely a great show. And um, it just shows that a performer at any time, if they're about their craft, can be in their prime and make things happen. That's one of the funniest stand-ups I've been into for um, quite some time. But big up to the DC Improv um, staff and all those folks. They were very, very nice people. And um, they really had um, their biz together. So I'll give um, those folks props. And last note on Rise of the Planet of the Apes, I'm going to summate my opinion in this particular phrase you watch it and see if you agree with me or not this is the best fill-in-the-blank liberation movie i've ever seen allegory if you have something where you're like i want to get free type of movie peep at least the second half of the movie that's all i gotta say because i'm not gonna give stuff away because there's so much one can really really break down and maybe that's for a future podcast at the future time but Fill in your oppressed or not given props group in the picture. And tell me if you disagree or not. Feel free to um, hit us up on the website and email us if you want to. I I don't care. I just think it's a very good movie in general. And um, hopefully folks will enjoy it. And that's about it, man. Um, Fusebox Radio Broadcast. DJ Fusion, John Judah, 21st Century Black Radio, full of quality control and no payola. About to get into some great old and new school jams from the Black Diaspora, yep. along with our commentary segments. And yep. all of that good stuff. Three hours of wonderful audio goodness for y'all to grab. 
through your favorite outlet of choice. And we appreciate you and um, love you and hope you enjoy Fusebox Radio, DJ Fusion, and John Judah. Peace. Yes, indeedy, that nappy astro breed. We in the lead. Peace. This is an introduction of Flavor Unit Records. This is the Flavor Unit Posse. Right Flavor here on the Fusebox Radio. DJ Fusion. That's me. That's me. That's me. Who brings the flavor? Who brings the flavor? That's me. That's me. I got it. I oh, no, it's a scandal. I drop up on the mic like an anvil. And they'll praise me for mad thoughts. I'm crazy. I'm searching, looking for a target. You don't know what hard is. This ain't all it's hard yet. But I don't want to be hard. I just want to float. Because rhyming is my game. And I play it like a pro. So what you want to know? My name, Dana Elaine. Or hell, the queen of flame. Drive your insane woman with a brain. I'm a flavor unit MC. And that means I'm one of the roughest. Rough MC rappers in the place, but if you try to get swift, I'ma punch you in your face. I'm a higher flyer, why you wanna cry? I'm already hot, so put me in the fire. Give me a pen and pat and it's on for fire. See you later, alligator 80, bring the flame. I get down with the
Hey, this is DJ Logic, you're now listening to the Fuse Box, bringing the best of hip-hop and soul music, news and commentary from all over.
yo, check this out. This is Chuck D. Public Enemy. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Harder than you think. Baby girl, you look so good tonight. Good tonight. Good tonight. Seeing you dance in the flashing lights. Flashing lights. Flashing lights. Dance floor park full of people. You and I in the middle. And the DJ's playing our favorite songs. One by one. Tonight, I wanna see your face in the morning light, morning light, morning light. Yeah. Oh, you feel? Do you wanna refill? refill. Or do you just wanna stay right here nah. while the DJ's playing our favorite song? One by one, I'm feeling your heartbeat pulling me closer, closer. One by one, with every touch, I'm feeling it stronger, stronger. Right? 
and them young and just ain't choosing Cause most of them talk money and niggas just ain't fluent They say that I talk funny, my flow is just straight stupid They claim that they hate pro, my music just play Cupid New man, and I'll be eating candy bars Till I'm pulling five candy cars out my damn garage Haters ain't really there to me like a damn mirage Always find them trying to barge where the cameras are You know who gives the most advice? Amateurs, let me handle mine You can handle yours You think I own the damn club the way I handle bars Giving free shots to haters disguised as fans of ours But I got nothing but love for them Really, so y'all just give it up for them Without hesitation uh, Stand in ovation to all our motivation Running up the phone bill Hang up just to wake up to your voice again My best friend Together to the end like nothing Could ever come between what we had Funny how I thought the fruit would never go bad But those times still remain on my mind And how you made every day feel like sunshine Sometimes it's okay to reminisce about the things that happened And the people that we miss So I drift off into a comfortable place Like the warmth of your touch The smile on your face Chase memories when we were together Cause I just can't remember ever feeling much better Two young hearts Ready for the world Just another love story When boy meets girl And on those cold long nights We start to remember all the good times we had When we were together And I still can't think 
figure out why you left But when I feel alright, I start to remember all the bad times we had When we were together And it all starts to make was a crazy bitch with lazy kids when I made the switch. Hated when I lived with the stank. Last drank mad Henny to blank out and cope with the bull till you pull the shank out my chest. Stress had more than enough. Rough sex had me stuck, but what the fuck? If it wasn't it sucking, you was it chucking. In public, grilled chicks like say something. It, I stayed bluffing, looking at the front door. You made a mean meal, but the deal was raw. And one day I just couldn't deal no more. I loaded up the truck, peel wheel to the floor, and I never looked. Back, your love was like crack. I was hooked, and matter of fact, I was shook. Waking up late nights to a crazed look, almost got your ass whooped. So I had to close the book, and that's that. Standing the spark between two new hearts is part chemical, the human animal. Not meant to be alone in zoning. Saliva ascends to serotonin. The chick's my fix, and every day I want it. Till my pursuit becomes aggressive. To follow suit, I then become possessive. Through questioning words, can find a free spirit to address to conserve. And focus on some building like the nest of the birds. While socially regressing, a deeper form of love, although the potency is lessened. The next is agreed to move into a unit of besetting free. With nothing left to do and nothing left to see Except the same flaw she accepted in me She, both friend and foe She alone the foundation of a family that's destined to be And on those whole long nights I start to remember all the good times we had When we were together And I still can't figure out why we left But when I feel alright I start to remember all the bad times we had When we were together And then it all starts to make
pushed it to the edge. Now she's slipping through my hands, and she's dangling her legs. Never had the discipline or knew when to say when. Yeah. 
listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. The school privatizers now headquartered in the Obama administration are all pitching a morality fit over teachers that cheat by altering answers on standardized tests. Corporate privatizers, of course, have no real sense of morality beyond profit and loss, their own profit and to hell with those that lose. But when attacking institutions so historically revered as public education and the teaching profession, one must play dirty. You've got to get them on a morals charge. The assault on public schools began with the blanket assertion that teachers, or more precisely teachers' unions, are out for themselves, that they are sinfully selfish. 
strange words from the lips of corporate executives and free marketeers who preach that the highest virtues are revealed in the cutthroat corridors of commerce. Then again, pots and kettles are always calling everybody else black. So they slime the teachers as the root of all that ails public education, teachers whose moral deficits could be corrected by rigorous competition regulated by standardized testing of students. If the students failed the tests, then the teachers would fail and be discharged, and the schools they worked in would also fail and be replaced by privatized charters. High-stakes testing was designed as a Trojan horse for a corporate educational takeover, but packaged as a public good. Bad teachers and bad schools would come to a well-deserved bad end. This morality play was always based on a lie. The standardized tests were bombs designed to explode the public schools and the teaching profession. Everyone involved knew that inner-city kids would fail the tests in huge numbers, setting the infernal machine in motion for the closing of schools and the wholesale firing of teachers. In their place would be recruited a new workforce that would either view teaching as a temporary job or cut every other teacher's throat in order to stay, neither of which redounds to the benefit of students or anybody else but the bosses. This is the substance of education reform in the age of Obama. Faced with extinction of their jobs and their very profession, and with the teachers' learned certainty that many of their students would be pushed into marginality by the testing juggernaut, teachers turn to cheating the test. They have been caught and shamed and may face prosecution in Atlanta and Philadelphia and elsewhere. But cheating the test surely occurs in virtually every inner city. I don't think it's cheating in a moral sense at all. The cheats are those that pushed high-stakes testing under the false pretext of reform when the actual goal was union-busting and privatization. Teachers are fighting for their lives, and all of us would cheat death if we could. The school privatizers are determined not just to bust the teachers' unions, but to remake teachers as corporate citizens. A school superintendent in New Jersey said part of the difficulty for teachers under the new order is that they are more concerned about relationships than about achieving more than one another. When he gives teachers awards, he says, they won't display them because they don't want to outshine one another. His teachers would rather collaborate and cooperate to achieve a common goal, and that's why they've got to change or go. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Glenn Ford. On the web, go to www.blackagendareport.com. Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. <laughs> You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses. Dreamed up the maps, give me the charcoal and the paper now. We am at paths, they cannot see. They're too scared to wow. Between my hands, rest 52. Plain old playing cards. Somewhere between Trump and the king of love Johnny Mitchell said we are stardust 
We are golden, we are all the same Blood paints the story of our love Cross the bathroom floor, torch drain Funny everything just piles up Till one day you can't believe how far you came I made a mountains, made a metal Made a whiskey waves Won't believe your own breath When the bulbers finally escape your mouth Even secrets hidden Till you're certain of just what we found Yeah, they bleed just like us But our calling is what shapes us now Fork in the road, by the ridge, ask the bitches for the cold. It's three digits, break them off some lodestones and four, five tidbits. Type it in manual, gradual, actual is how the hype's been annual. Hit the green button, don't you learn some snitch, boy, you ain't seen nothing. Bear witness with the blinds eye, how the binds tie, how the fine wire. I don't know, It is as it is, just enter the realm that's rarely the way. 
containing all spectrum. Whoever think is whack, their brains is all rectum. Fall back, don't expect them to explain what any intelligent human being can obtain. There's a most unusual name. It's right there in your face. In your face. They running like they might win a race now. It won't work. You go grab it. For further information, pick up the next tablet. This recording is dedicated to the the I'm Stevie Converse. And I'm Candace Clement. And I'm Megan Tatey. People around the world are communicating with video on 2 billion computers and more than 1.5 billion television sets. Surely that means our television networks, the folks who rely on video, are keeping up with the video revolution. Well, not exactly, says a recent article in the Columbia Journalism Review by veteran TV reporter David Marish. Marish's investigation found U.S. TV news is turning away from video reporting. Instead, networks are substituting arguing pundits, conversations among anchors, and so-called experts who expound on what a situation might be like from afar. So instead of reporting from the field, 
you're getting discussing from the studio or the university office or anywhere but the field. The Center for Excellence in Journalism helped Marish compile the data. While ABC, CBS, and NBC have all cut back their use of video reporting over the last four years, CNN's numbers are the most dramatic. In 2007, 46% of CNN's programming consisted of video packages. By 2011, it dropped to 18%. What gets covered and how it gets covered is first and foremost these days a budgetary question rather than a purely journalistic imperative. Now, you know, there never was a candy cane land where budgets didn't matter. But I think it's safe to say that they matter more today than they did when I got into the business, which is 50 years ago. The move away from on-the-ground reporting is troubling, says Marish. you got to be there to be there. You can't dial this stuff in. You can make stuff out of what you can get by dialing it in. And the networks are getting, and the cable channels are getting better and better at this. You clip some video from here and some video from there and some pieces from your file, and you put a stand-up in it, and you try your best to make sense of the story. But that's quite different from truly covering the story. Marish worries about the endless hours of bitter, angry feuding that now gets prominent airtime in lieu of actual reporting. I think the television news, along with radio talk, has facilitated a culture of clash and conflict rather than civility and reason. We've modeled shouting at one another. We don't model talking reasonably together. I invite each of you to sit down in front of your own television set when your station goes on the air and stay there for a day without a book, without a magazine, without a newspaper, without a profit and loss sheet or a rating book to distract you. Keep your eyes glued to that set until the station signs off. I can assure you that what you will observe is a vast wasteland. It's been 50 years since Newton Minow, President John F. Kennedy's Federal Communications Commission chairman, delivered his first speech to the National Association of Broadcasters. In addition to his memorable line about television, Minow issued a stern directive to the nation's broadcasters. Gentlemen, your trust accounting with your beneficiaries is long overdue. You must provide a wider range of choices, more diversity, more alternatives. It is not enough to cater to the nation's whims. You must also serve the nation's needs. This week, Harvard University's Berkman Center for Internet and Society revisited Minow's controversial speech and its relevance in this digital age, where technologies are creating dramatic shifts in news and entertainment. Minow, now 85, addressed the audience of Harvard professors, journalists, media critics, and other former FCC commissioners. It's been a fundamental, basic transformation in the world of communications. And yet, there have been very little thinking about what that really means. Minow felt then, and still believes, the government's role is to expand choice. He worked to open up the UHF band for TV channels, expand cable, and shoot telecommunication satellites into space. He's remained involved with the public interest and civic responsibility since his time at the FCC. He expressed his concern about how television and money drive the political process. Today's politics is dominated by money. Most candidates spend most of their time raising money. Why do they need the money? They need the money so they can buy radio and television time. They're buying, they're raising money from the public 
to get access to something the public owns, the airwaves. That's a crazy system. We're one of the few countries in the world that does not provide public service time to candidates. You've been listening to Media Minutes, a production of Free Press, a national nonpartisan organization working to reform the media. For more information, visit freepress.net. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. It's a lost art and study show is growing more obscure At the funeral for chivalry and open casket viewing Blowing kisses at the widow and offering condolences She's sobbing uncontrollably, my pocket square lent it Off we just hit it, how awful is it? I'm cruising funerals trying to pick up uh, spirits But uh, hey, what do you know? I put the fun in funerals so now we riding a processional Long black limos, dark tinted windows A gentleman will never tell and luckily I'm one of those I just believe in showing her a little respect and she know every trick to try to get it from bed And while I think I'm pretty slick She got a can of oil beat with Style by the pile from her head to the feet And I don't take attraction loosely Or let any chicks seduce me It's just the things she do uh, uh, The things she do to me yeah. What I do when I do what I'm doing Cause every time I'm doing it Her pretty mind she losing it Contemplating moving wherever the dude is living at Nah, pump your brakes girl Keep your where you at I'll be back, I got things to do Making music world touring with the CFO crew When we get off tour It's high sex on the platter Damn, every time I see y'all Getting fatter You see that man? No, I like that, that extra baby fat It adds flavor to the way you shake the baby bags Now hold up and let daddy get a taste of that She got that ooey gooey that gets the brother screwy I'm such a sully, I gets up in the booty Like bada bing, bada boom, you know the situation I do my thing like a king so you can stop hating Yeah, she likes it best when I ignore her. It makes her crazy, so she come running and begging me to dig in and explore her. She's Angora, soft but no fur. I like to show fur that down the corridors, happen that till tomorrow. Then I'm up and out, a nationwide tour, never lie tour. It is what it is, kind of, sorta. Time to board the flight, and in the meantime, what happens in Florida? I used to give it all away for nothing less than a dime and crazy invest my time, and it would always cross the line, fall apart. Catch a swollen heart, it ain't worth it. So now I part time it, and that's picture perfect. Yo, she ain't wifey, she got her own lifey. But as my stock goes up, the sex gets more hypey. She feisty, that's my sugar honey iced tea. I give a, she take a bit, that's the, sh- I keep my life free. Yeah, yeah. Listening to Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fuse.
just, just blink yourself away. Just think, just think, what, what if you could just, just, just be yourself today? Every day we try to think of a scheme to pray. You're not a five and idiot, you gon' find your way. The man say he know the way you're supposed to pray. But you afraid trying to think of the words to say. Your mind staying on the way you're supposed to be. And in the mirror, you don't see what you hope to see. You ain't fitting in your skin so comfortably. Even if it's made to fit you perfectly See anything I want to be is inside of me And I'm the one to hold the key that can set me free We all wonder what can make this life complete I say living in a dream eternally That's how I think I think You are now listening to Fusion. 
Everybody, it's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman, and this is Direct Effect. That's right, the jump off your hottest daily five-minute dose of entertainment and college news for you, 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 brought to you by the Black University Radio Network. And thanks for all the campuses for airing the show. Be sure to look out for the homecoming tour coming to a campus near you. And on today's show, we wrap up with the queen of California underground hip-hop, Medusa. Her new single, Chocolate Giddy Up, is a club favorite and is impacting radio nationally. Her new album, Where's the DJ Booth, is available on iTunes at thegangstagoddess.com. And Lionsgate is set to launch Tyler Perry's network in 2012. Move over, OWN, and I'll break that down. And rapper Soulja Boy is in hot water after negative anti-military lyrics. What you talking about, Soulja Boy? I'll let you know what he said all right here next. Don't you move on Direct Effects. This is Medusa. What it do out there? You listening to Black College Radio. And you can always check for me on thegangstagoddess.com. You can get a taste on the YouTube at Medusa slash hip hop. Or you can check my SoundCloud, Medusa slash hip hop. It's all love. Okay, I'll listen. They're just three little words. But sometimes they can be very tough to say. Especially when your son or daughter wants to talk to you about joining the U.S. Army. Okay, I'll listen. They're just three little words, but if you find the strength to say them to your son or daughter, you'll hear the opportunity to create a future that's stronger than you ever imagined. A future full of advanced training in over 150 careers, along with the discipline and leadership skills they need to succeed in any situation. Add tuition assistance and up to $40,000 in enlistment bonuses, and soon you'll realize the U.S. Army is a viable option. Okay, I'll listen. They're just three little words. But if you say them to your son or daughter when they want to talk about joining the U.S. Army, you'll hear the thought put into their decision. Learn more at GoArmy.com. 
You made them strong. We'll make them Army strong. Paid for by the U.S. Army. We're in the HBCU studios with the queen of California underground hip-hop, Medusa. But she's gone national. She's an icon in the underground hip-hop game. She has a huge portfolio. She also scores films, acts, and writes. And she has a new album, Where's the DJ Booth? And here's Medusa speaking on her style upon styles. Her many, many talents. What's up, girl? I'm considered the underground West Coast queen. Yes, this may be, but I'm so much more. You know, hip-hop got me into pop-locking first. So, you know, you pop-lockers out there that really want to get down, you better come holler at me. You know, and <laughs> been, been rocking that for a minute now. Uh, in addition to that, you know, I've been doing some acting. I did a, a film, an HBO film called Stranger Inside and uh, wrote some music for it. I also wrote uh, for the Vondi Curtis Hall movie with Tangie Williams and Tupac. Uh, I wrote the music for that film also. Uh, in addition to that, I've done songs with Tina Marie on her uh, LaDonna album, God Rest Her Soul. And, uh, you know, just been moving and motivated. That's Medusa, the queen of California underground hip-hop. And be sure to check her out at thegangstagoddess.com, iTunes.com, front slash Medusa hip-hop, and anywhere else, Google Medusa. She's right there for you. Thanks for your time and much continued success. Lionsgate is looking to follow Oprah Winfrey and launch a new cable TV network anchored by Tyler Perry. Oprah and Tyler are great friends, stated Perry, so it was a goal to follow her successful blueprint. Lionsgate will bankroll the new cable network with Perry at the helm. Tyler Perry is one of those rare resources that one could launch a channel with, states Lionsgate CEO John Feldheimer. Lionsgate already has a first look deal with Tyler and 10 of his films that the mini-major has released since 2005 have grossed around $520 million in the USA alone. DVD sales have also accounted for more than $40 million in sales. Lionsgate also distributes Tyler's two TV shows, Tyler Perry's House of Pain and its spinoff Meet the Browns. So don't expect to stop seeing Tyler Perry Productions anytime soon. For more entertainment news, you can always visit EURweb.com. After angering some Army vets with some choice words in his new single, Let's Be Real, rapper Soldier Boy has caught some real heat from the military and has since issued an apology for his lyrics and pulled the single from iTunes. The Let's Be Real single included a line that says, Forget the FBI and the U.S. Army troops. Fighting for what? Be your own man. Quote. Retired Marines and current Veterans Advisory Commissioner Fred Flores demanded Soldier Boy recant his lyrics and demanded a public apology from the ungrateful artist. It's an offensive statement, especially with the 10th anniversary of 9-11 just passing. Soldier Boy released a statement to EUR Web, As an artist, we sometimes let our words get the best of us. When I expressed my frustrations with the U.S. Army, my words came out wrong. And for that, I give my sincerest apology to all the members of the U.S. military. To hear the Let's Be Real lyrics or single, you can visit EURweb.com. I told y'all when I do it, I'ma do it right. They said this summer ain't a summer without a number like this one. I had a down last summer, now I got two of them. Girls that is, pearls and ear, boss in high heels on the chandelier. Straight out of the heart of Virginia, these three MCs are exploding onto the scene. The chosen ones, Saratoga, Focus, and Buddha, make up Virginia's front line. 
Virginia's Frontline is a sure bet if you're looking for that good music. The critically acclaimed new single, Go Girl, is impacting radio nationally this summer off their upcoming album, The Work. VA's Frontline super hot new single, Go Girl, is available now at www.vafrontline.com and Reverb Nation front slash Virginia Frontline. Join the Black University Radio Network as they turn up the heat on VA Frontline's hot new single, Go Girl, available now. For downloads at iTunes.com, hit front slash VA Frontline. That's going to do it for this edition of Direct Effects, y'all. It's a wrap. Follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com front slash Black University Radio Network. And at Facebook, front slash Lamar Blackman. Until tomorrow, it's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman. I'm out. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Goosebox Radio. You know, I was I was wondering, you know, if you could keep on because... The force, it's got a lot of power and it makes me feel like that. It makes me feel like that.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Radio with John Jew. This is your truly big guru, the icon. John Judah.
you're listening to the fuse box with John Judah.
John Judah.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
bite. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.